welcome to Healthy Perspectives Podcast with Jeremiah, where we provide clinical perspectives on current social and cultural issues. And don't forget, you can subscribe at Podbean, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe at any or all of them. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Getter, Twitter, and many other social media sites. Or you can email us at healthy perspectives with an S at protonmail.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I am adjusting some things. I apologize if that's a little too much noise for you. But here we go. Today we're going to talk about uh, control. And there's some myths that I want to highlight. So this is going to be myths about control. And I have five myths for you. And hey, look, some of these are going to be really super easy to get behind, like very believable and simple. And some of them you may not even recognize as myths. You may be like, well, no, that's totally true. So look, I am looking at the holidays saying, what is, what is it that is convincing us we need to lose our minds right now or, 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 or whatnot? Well, the truth is, this whole concept of control plays a big factor in us staying in our right mind. Um, I do want to highlight this real quick because <laughs> I don't want you to misconstrue what I say. These myths that I'm going to go over, uh, they are not excuses to ignore your responsibility. So to that end, I am going to tell you what is likely your responsibility. You still have to use your own brain and your own heart to decide if it fits. But I'm going to tell you what, uh, as a therapist, what I think of your responsibility regarding each of these myths that we discuss. So without further ado, myth number one, I have great self-control. That's a myth. The reality is you are not tempted as much if you really truly have great self-control. Now, there was a study done in 2011, uh, and I believe, I'm not positive, I, I believe this was on Psychology Today. I'd have to look at uh, those separate notes that I, I have for research, but I believe that's what it was. There was 205 people studied. So this is a significant piece of research, but it's obviously, you know, it's got its flaws. And what they found in the big picture was that people who did not struggle with the temptation so much, it was because they had less temptation in their day-to-day -day activity. Now, why does that matter? Because strategy beforehand ended up being the single biggest factor as to whether a person could withhold from temptation. So this idea of self-control, when it comes at you in a quantity that is large, it's just a matter of time before you lose control. So this, that's why the myth is the myth. The reality is none of us have the most amazing self-control. What we have is some people who set up good strategies 
before the temptation gets there so that they're not in the room when the temptation arrives. So what is your responsibility? Prevention is the best cure. Prevent the temptation. That means stay out of the bar. Uh, Don't go to the track if you're a gambler or to the machine, the casino. Make healthy options more prominent over the holidays. You know, you've got these cookies and these pies and these, I mean, don't get me wrong. These are all things I enjoy in this world. But make things that are healthy an option at a more prevalent rate. And all of a sudden the temptation seems less. Be around calm people. And you might find you get more calm. That's how it works. You take away the temptation to get all worked up. And all of a sudden you don't feel like getting all worked up. Seems pretty simple, but it is not. All right. Myth number two. I can control my emotions. That's a myth. Off without warning. That's what they do. They are the warning for you to pay closer attention either to yourself or your surroundings, or maybe both. And so by design, the emotions themselves are not controllable. That means the tears will come. The laughter will come. The, the sadness will come. So if the emotion is not truly controllable, because that's the myth, what is your responsibility? Your responsibility is to create space or time to engage the brain before doing anything, unless your life is threatened, of course. In other words, when those emotional alarms are going off, there has to be a way to engage that time right after before the behavior hits. Because the behavior can be managed if you give yourself time to engage your brain as well as your emotions, right? You want to engage that left, right, and that prefrontal cortex, which is absolutely critical. And emotions, they mess that up by design. They're supposed to be an alarm. So you need to create time or space between the emotion and the behavior. All right. Myth number three. If I can get them to see my view, their emotions will settle down. (laughs) That's a myth. The reality is they are responsible for managing their emotions. I was very careful of my wording there because they can't control their emotions. Their emotions will come, but they have a responsibility just like you do, just like I do, to manage the emotions. In other words, create space or time between the emotion and the behavior. So what's the responsibility you have in this? Create safe space for yourself and for them to engage the entire mind in order to balance the emotional behaviors. See, what we try not to do is have those emotional behaviors. We want behaviors. We want them to be balanced behaviors. And let me put this in a a different term for you. What you really want to do 
you put your mask on before you put their mask on, just like you would in an airplane. The oxygen levels drop, you stick your mask on, you're breathing good. Look, there's two things that happen there when you set that example. Number one, both of you don't die. Dying is not a good thing, right? We don't want people around us, a healthy, you know, young, uh, vibrant people to just start dying. That would be bad. The other thing that it does is it shows them what they could be doing. So by you taking that time and space and creating a more stable conversation and experience, they can learn from watching, from listening. Myth number four, I can fake it until I make it. That's a myth. I know there's a lot of people in this world who are probably irritated with me on this one, but faking it until you make it is a myth. What you can do in reality is you can practice until you make it. But if you fake it until you make it, the growth doesn't happen. That confidence doesn't build. It's a false confidence. You're not giving yourself credit for the successes and the failures. So your responsibility then is not to fake it. Because a genuine performance is training, it's practice. And if you fall down in practice and training, well, that's part of the deal. So what you can do is say, I don't want to be good at pretending. I want to be good at doing. There's a big difference between the two. So to control this, we own our efforts. See, we can own our efforts, both successes and failures, in order to grow real confidence, real, not fake. Own our successes and our failures. Own them all. That's your responsibility. Then you no longer have to fake it to make it. And myth number five, the last one for today. Venting reduces anger. There has been study after study that suggests that is a myth. The reality is acknowledging the core issues gives voice to the emotions that supersede anger. That would be like hurt, sadness, anxious, stuff like that. So what we need to do is acknowledge the core issues the things that we um, are are emotionally invested in before it becomes anger. Now, many of you have that really fast track to anger, and I get it. You may go, no, I'm pretty sure that anger is a primary emotion. I, I totally get that idea, but it isn't a reality. Anger is a secondary emotion. The other emotions spill into the anger bowl not the other way around. You have the other emotions. You don't know how to uh, manage them. And so anger becomes the way in which we manage. So venting tells many mistruths. They're distortions or they're just straight up lies that we believe when we're angry. So when we do that, it reinforces 
the fantasy, not the reality. We need loving correction when we are venting because loving correction takes us toward the reality and acknowledgement. If we vent, we actually stir up more emotion. It doesn't, it, like nothing heals, nothing gets better from just venting. Only once we have found the core issue or had somebody challenge us to move toward the core issue, can we start to alleviate those emotions? That's reality. And our responsibility to seek understanding of yourself and others more and do a better job of it. We can give and receive love more freely, which reduces emotional escalation of all types. So that's what we've got to do. We really, really have got to do those two things. Those are our responsibilities. One, seek to understand yourself and others. That's the first one. And the second, give and receive love more freely. Well, when we seek to understand, inherently, we're going to give and receive love more fully. So as I'm looking at these things and I'm thinking about the upcoming holidays, uh, I just want to encourage you. I gave you five myths, five realities, and five things that you can do. Well, in some cases, multiple things within each category. So more than five things with which you can do. If any of these myths are things that you're living out as though they are reality, I would encourage you to explore that. Explore that with a friend or a therapist or whatever. And the other thing that you can do is try to apply some of these responsibilities and see if it starts to shift things around you. Like this whole idea of controlling, generally speaking, I mean, look, you have responsibility to control what you can control. But oftentimes, we spend a lot of time and energy trying to control things that we can't actually control. My hope is that you get a little bit more focused and that this is particularly helpful over the holidays. Thanks for joining us and have a great day. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a look at our website at www.healthyperspectives with a dash in between the healthy and the perspectives. Make sure there's an S at the end.com. So again, www.healthy-perspectives with an S.com. 